0: Welcome to the Brave Home Service Pro Podcast, where we're all about helping blue collar business owners like you to unlock your inner business beast. I'm your host, Lee Miller, a seasoned home service and construction industry veteran turned business coach. In this podcast, I'll teach you how to break free from your own limitations, gain the knowledge, tools, and mindset to succeed and guide you as you trailblaze your way to the top of your industry. My system is simple, set bold goals and take brave action to achieve them. Together, we'll build your business into its full potential. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and join our Facebook group for more tips and tricks to boost your business using the link in the show notes. Now let's dive into the Brave Home Service Pro podcast. Your journey to business greatness begins right here. Welcome back to another episode of the Brave Home Service Pro podcast. And happy new year to everyone that's tuning in for the first time in 2024. Uh, If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and join our Facebook group for contractors and home service professionals. And if you enjoy this episode, hit the five stars. And if you don't, let me know why. Uh, I take feedback pretty seriously and I'm always trying to make the podcast more engaging and hard hitting for the hard working contractors and blue collar guys who are out there every single day trying to better their home service or construction business. So it's week one of 2024, quite frankly, it's been off to the races for me here with uh, with coaching. I've got tons of new clients who are just coming on board at the best time to possibly come on board with a coach because we can start to make change for 2024, starting on day one. Uh, so we've actually got some really huge goals that have been set with some clear actionable plans that we can use to achieve those goals. So if you're a contractor or a home service pro that does wanna build a map for the year that we are in now, every day that goes by that we're not planning and we're not uh, hitting our goals or we're not setting our milestones, now is the time to reach out or at least sit down and have some concentrated time to plan your business for this year. I'm talking revenue, how much you're gonna do by month, how many leads you need, how many uh, new systems you're gonna build, who's gonna be on your team. So many cool things that you can plan out at the start of the year and it's best to do it when it's fresh. Uh, So if if you're interested, book a quick session with me Happy to give you a a bit of an overview, even for free for now, uh, a quick overview session on how to plan out your business. I might even throw it into a webinar if we get enough interest. So make sure that you ping me on either Facebook in the uh, Brave Home Service Pro Facebook group, or you can just shoot me a DM, pretty easy to find on there. Uh, Links are in the show description. And I wanted to start the new year with a little bit of a mindset change for you. And I wanna talk about a leadership skill that I developed uh, after going to a pretty uh, inc- a pretty extensive leadership course. It was like a week long. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. But today's episode is all about competence versus commitment. Uh, and this subject is something that is near and dear to my own heart because it does uh, quite literally take any issue in your business and puts it into two simple questions that you can ask uh, and, and with two very different outcomes. But it will help you to move your business forward or move your people bo- Uh, forward as a leader in your business so if you're the kind of person who is continually saying i'm surrounded by idiots which is what i've actually titled this podcast episode or if you're um you know if if you want something done right you have to do it yourself then you might have this issue happening in your business and really i want to address that with you today and show you some simple concepts that can help you change your mindset around how to deal with issues coming up in your business and so I learned, I learned about this concept uh, from the Ken Blanchard Institute of Leadership. I did a five day course uh, over in uh, Toronto. Did this about five years ago and some things from that course just really, really stuck with me, this lesson being one of them. Um, when you can diagnose the root problem or you know what questions to ask to diagnose the root problem, you can prescribe the right outcome. So if you can diagnose the root problem, you can prescribe the right outcome. And I'm gonna throw a scenario out to you guys to just kind of put this a little bit into context, and then I'll explain the difference between competency versus commitment. So the scenario is, you have an employee who continually makes mistakes on producing the project, and it's making managing the customer relationship difficult, it's affecting the team who have to work with this guy, Uh, Because they're having to either deal with this problem or they let you know you're letting the problem happen or they're letting the problem happen and they hold a grudge towards that employee. And I'm sure you'll agree with me that situation is pretty common where that comes up. But the outcome of this is that you actually have a misalignment, um, you know, in their eyes with the team on standards of operation. Either that, or your cust—you know—you might be thinking your customer isn't in a in a position to give you a five star review, or refer you out, or even pay you at the end of the job because this problem has come up, uh, which makes things really really difficult for you to grow your business further through word of mouth referrals. So, is this a competency issue or is it a commitment issue? And let me explain the difference, okay? Competency is described as the ability to do something successfully or efficiently in the Oxford Dictionary. Like that is the literal definition of competency. But competency comes either through training or experience. And when I say experience, I mean experience of failure to a point where they figured out how to make it work. Um, Competency is also, or or the experience, in order to become competent at something, comes from a kind of culmination of, all of those failures telling you and directing you on how to complete a certain task. So when we say for example we do high quality work, basically all we're saying is that we have the competency level because we've failed so much in the past or because we've outsourced uh and and purposely sought out training or skill development in order to be better at this task and provide that product for your customer. So competency shouldn't it shouldn't be confused with skill. It's a combination of knowledge, behaviors, attitude, and then skills. It's not just the actual skill itself. So you need to keep that in mind that if you're looking at a competency issue, it's not just about the skill, it's about behaviors and attitude and knowledge as well. So if you're trying to teach competence to your people, it's not just about showing them the task. You also need to display the right behavior and the right attitude while training and increase that knowledge. So when we talk about competency moving forward, we're not just talking about the actual skill itself. Commitment. This is one, as a, uh, this one is a little bit more difficult, right? And it's not something that once you've set it up once, it is guaranteed to last. Uh, commitment does take a bit of maintenance. So it comes from deeper from within and commitment isn't a skill that can be taught as it's directly affected by outside factors and the environment that you're in. It's described in the dictionary as the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. So commitment can be swayed or affected by a lack of intrinsic or intrinsic values, right? Those being competency, belonging, growth, money, status, right? Think of all the things that your employees want or all the things that you want in life. Uh, if you feel like you're not getting those, then that could affect your commitment in a particular situation. When a commitment issue arises, there is much more of a, a much more serious and difficult issue at hand. And our role as leaders is to create commitment even if there is a lack of competency because remember competency can be taught commitment is internal to the person so you need to either inspire change as the leader or you need to help that person get through whatever situation is that is burning in the background or is happening with work that is is causing them not to be committed to this particular task now there's different situations or different scenarios where we could compare commitment to core values. And asking who is at fault when it comes to that is a tricky one as well. Let's even go back to that scenario that we just talked about with your employee who was continually messing up on projects. Like who would be at fault in that situation? And it doesn't matter whether it's competency or commitment. The answer is in both situation, whoever the direct leader or whoever hired that person that is the person who is at fault. And I hate to break it to you, you know, and, and you know. hopefully you give me a chance here to explain before you go on the, on the defensive. And the reason why I would see it as the leader's fault is because they either made one of two big mistakes or a combination of both. Either you didn't hire the right person by vetting and hiring based on values, or you lack the competency in asking questions or the right questions to hire the right person. Also on the competency side, you might not have provided the right training or skills to that employee to be successful. And even if you did, even if you did share the the, the competency, if you gave if you showed them the skill and you trained them how to do it, you may not have done it the right way that they retain the information. We need to keep in mind here that people learn differently. Some of us are visual learners. We like to see how it's done. We, some of us like to read. You know, There's many different ways that people can learn. We may not have provided that level of training uh, to that person the right way. So let's break it down uh, and how to combat it. So if there is a competency issue, we can fix this by having a comprehensive training and onboarding system mapped out strategically so that the employee gets the training that they need in a focused and intentional way. This removes the need for them to learn through failure, right, which they will experience because after training, they're going to come up across that situation or that particular task and they're going to have to um, either be able to complete that task the same way that you taught it Provided that we, you know, gave the right training or we did it the right way, or they're gonna have to, uh, you know, fail a couple of times to practice and get the level of experience, and then move forward with this, you know, new experience that they've had of failure. So it almost solidifies the stuff that you're actually teaching here. So if it is a competency issue you can fix that by having a really comprehensive training and onboarding system. The the way that I like to see that is typically is I would like to see uh, tasks uh, combined with uh, compensation. So if you're a level one coming in, someone with an extremely high attitude, which I would push for, with zero competency, I would start at the very basics and I would have a, a tiered and strategic training plan for the skills that they're gonna learn. And I would have them taught, or I would teach them, uh, using some different uh methods that we would use to actually get knowledge from us to them um we use a method called the Duragi method it basically display observe redemonstrate, assign a task set a goal and then inspect uh if you're interested in learning more about that that system or that tactic feel free to reach out i'll give you the training on it or i'll send you the slides but wanna make sure that we're we're doing everything we possibly can to put that person in the best position they could possibly be in by giving them the right skills uh, and taught the right way from the get-go. When you have leaders in your business, or maybe you are the only leader in your business, if you were as committed to providing the training and, and developing that individual's competency, right? So you've got your commitment versus their competency here in this situation you're actually going to see some massive growth and actually see a reduction in commitment issues with that employee because the learner isn't getting frustrated or they're not building resentment for the task when they know they have someone to lean on who wants them to get it right. So when you have that system and you're committed to getting them as skilled up as fast as possible, it's not just about the money, like that person does become more valuable to the business when they start to get this right. So it's in our best interest as leaders and business owners to actually be as dedicated to them learning as as they are. If you've ever, you know, if, you, if you've ever put yourself in a position, even as a business owner, where you've said, hey, I really wish I learned, I really wish I knew this. I really wish I knew how to forecast my business or set my charge rates or how to get more clients. It's not that you're not committed in that situation. It's that you lack the competency to know what to do in that situation. Commitment on the other side, as an example, would be I'm not committed to working with, say, commercial customers, right? I only want to work with residential. I can't be bothered with all the paperwork and all the red tape that you'd have to go through for commercial. Two very different situations. So here's how you combat, combat commitment. And again, these are outside factors that need further investigating, but you need to approach these with a seek to understand before being understood mentality when you are dealing with an employee who has commitment issues. The person who is displaying the behaviors may hold some sort of resentment for the task or role or situation. And this is almost always true for the guys who just show up for a paycheck, right? We've all had those employees who we say, oh, they just show up for a paycheck, they never do anything extra, they don't work overtime, they're not bought in, Anytime I present a new idea, they're not interested. These are the guys who have a commitment issue that you're gonna wanna address. Now, I will kind of pause here for one quick second, and I will say, a kind of thought provoking question for you would be, why are you upset that somebody that is not, about somebody who is not as committed to your vision as you are, when you're not as committed to their vision as they are? When was the last time you sat down with an employee and asked them what their five-year plan was? What was their goals for life and how you could help? Probably very, very rare that that actually happens. Um, and, you know, this is actually something that ties right back to company culture, which was all about our last uh, podcast episode that we did was all about company culture and how to build it. And management commitment and competency is a big factor in individuals contribution to the overall company culture. So let's jump back into the the commitment discussion. So the issue could be that the company culture isn't that actually that great. And they're not in the right role or they don't have a vision to buy into. They don't see how it benefits them. Like I said, this takes some investigating and a good leader can ask the, the right strategic questions to find out if there is a deeper issue that may or not be able to be handled by you or the company. So things like outside factors, such as cost of living versus compensation, that's a very common one that comes up. Um, could be that they're having relationship issues outside of work, could be that they're having a, a tougher home life or something like that. Um, you might not be able to necessarily handle that in work, but you can definitely make things easier if you have the right employee. If you're sure it's the right guy and you're sure they're the right person to help you grow the company, it is worth being a little bit invested and a little bit committed to helping them figure out their personal problems as well. Now, obviously, don't get sidetracked too much where you're having to deal with this every week or every couple of weeks. That's very taxing on you, but decide when your debt gets paid off, right? When? How much input do you need to put into a situation outside of this to keep this good employee in his place um, in your company? Because you don't want to lose them, but you also don't want to not address these issues and end up with them keep coming back over and over and over and over again. So do the take the time and investigate Ask the right questions to figure out if there's a deeper issue. Um, To come back to that example of, you know, cost of living versus compensation, and that's a very, very common problem where nobody feels like they're getting paid enough. Um, And I I will say this, like, if you're making 22 bucks an hour or 23 bucks an hour, if they come to you and say, hey, I want a wage rise or I want a, a pay bump, giving them an extra buck or two an hour isn't gonna do anything right? What's going to happen is they're going to get used to spending that 22 bucks an hour. And then next thing you know, three, six, eight months down the line, they're going to come knocking again when they're in that kind of mentality of, of being able to afford to spend that much money. And you're still the source, right? It's kind of like when you were a kid and you'd go at your dad and ask for some pocket money, or you would go for ask, ask for some cash for the, for the candy store or ice cream ban. Um, you can't just willy nilly hand out pay rises if there is things like competency versus commitment issues going on with these employees. You should be tiering out, so basically building your job descriptions based in tiers with tied compensation levels. And I'll do another podcast on that at some point, but really you wanna tie uh, uh, your pay, the pay for the employee to the skills that they can achieve and their competency level, and then maintain the commitment level through company culture. That is how we do it. Um, I always approach those situations with how to provide a skill rather than, a, than a, a payment. How can I provide a skill that will help this guy get to the next level? Or how can I provide a skill that will solve this problem for them for life, not just for now? And in an example that could be if someone's really struggling financially as a business owner who is used to having expenses and a PL and reading through, you know, budgets and planning and stuff like that, you could teach that skill to your employee. That would be a lifelong skill for them to be able to plan out their finances and might actually combat the fact that they're either spending too much or, you know, they're not making enough. And hey, listen, I'm not saying that they're not going to come to you and say, hey, I need more money if you want to keep me around. That will happen for sure. But at least you provided them with a skill where they can better manage it. And it's not just a shot in the dark to try and get more cash. It is uh, an emotionless fax. I need to make X amount of dollars to cover my expenses. I need to not spend X amount of dollars. I need to save X amount of dollars. You, you want to give them that opportunity to you know, give them a life skill that they can take home and use forever. So don't just put a Band-Aid on a bullet hole with a quick pay rise. Wanna build systems that will last indefinitely to solve the issue. So similar to the employee situation, knowing this is where things are gonna get a little bit deep guys, and I'm not trying to annoy anyone. I'm not trying to upset anyone or put anyone on the defensive. Um, But for us as leaders and business owners, we're not exempt from the competency versus commitment argument ourselves. The only benefit of us in this situation is that we realistically can't be fired, right? Because who's going to fire themselves? Probably no one. But it does take a little more self-accountability to change your behavior. And if it's a competency case for you, then there's only two ways to go about it right? If it's a competency issue, there's only two ways to go about it. Either you keep failing the task until you learn hard enough or painfully enough to get it right, or you seek outside learning or mentorship opportunities to fast track your knowledge to get you to a place of competency. For example, I have a client right now who's almost 70 years old and he's been in operation for over 17 years and he's only just going to hit his goal of seven figures this year because it's taken him so much time of failure and so much time of hardship to seek outside support to get it right so can you imagine where he would have been if he had just asked himself if it was a competency or commitment hold back that was causing him not to hit over a million dollars in the past if he had got this knowledge five years ago he probably or you know even 10 years ago he would have been retired by now he would have been sitting on the beach somewhere or sitting you know You know sipping a whiskey on his front porch saying hey that was a hell of a ride and you know we made some really good money but fast tracking your knowledge is never a bad idea you it takes a big big person to turn in and say hey i'm really struggling here and i need some help there is help out there for you even like i'm not saying that i am the solution for everybody but you should be taking the time to invest in your own knowledge specifically on issues that keep coming up regularly leadership, business finance, uh, team uh, team management, all of these things, there's there's millions of books out there that you could go and read to quickly absorb some knowledge, but the problem is that you've stopped reading books, you've stopped investing in your own knowledge, or at least you've drastically slowed down the amount of income and new information. Um, and the great thing about businesses as time goes on is we learn more and more and more about the systems that work and the ones that don't, right? Or we know more about the systems that work in this exact environment but they don't work in that exact environment Uh, and this is where you really need to know all the options so that when that switch turns off you know how to combat it on the flip side if if this is a commitment issue from the owner or the leader in the business then you really have to dig deep and consider either outsourcing that weakness or gaining enough competency in order to balance out your commitment that you don't have for that particular problem. So if you're coming up against the same commitment issue that you have, you know, then you do have to be real with yourself and decide if you can keep tackling the problem with a bad attitude or resentment of that task, because you only have finite resources as a leader or business owner. And mostly that is time, right? So people who don't have a lot of time Spending time on tasks that you hate or you aren't interested in or you're not passionate about is going to be detrimental to the overall growth of your company. So, if you want to grow a big business, handing that task off to somebody else, or as I call this, outsourcing your weakness to someone who is more committed or more competent, is always a great step to the resolution. And this affects everybody in, def- in different ways, and certain tasks will become a major holdback on you and your company's growth. And I do have a simple exercise I like to do with clients when it is a commitment issue. Um, And not even just a commitment issue, but just for future forecasting on roles and who you're gonna need in your business as it scales. Um, I call this the the love, like, tolerate, hate uh, exercise. And so basically what I do is is there's a bit of pre-work that gets done over the course of three to five days where you carry a little notebook around in your back pocket. And every time you complete a task, you write down what the task was and how long it took you. And I know it's painful to do that, but if you can get two or three days worth of data, you'll see where I'm going with this and it all really makes sense. So I do the the time tracking uh, portion of it for two or three days. I'll make a big long list of all the tasks that I had to complete or things I had to get pulled to. And then I'll take that list of tasks and I'll actually put it into a spreadsheet and I'll assign it to one of four columns, like love tolerate hate for anything that of those tasks that ends up in the hate column i'll 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 put a little uh, note next to it saying who could have done that job instead or who would have done that job so for example if i had a you know someone in the business who was really good at admin i'd get the admin person to take over that task or i would uh have you know potentially be recruiting for somebody to take over that task later on too Um, that way I'm succession planning all of these roles that I am not super passionate about to either future positions in the business or someone who's already existing in the business that could be more competent and committed to that particular task. And so when you do that, the scope of work is only things, or your scope of work as a leader is only things that you're passionate about, which means you're gonna be really good at them. You can focus on becoming more and more competent at them. Uh, Because the commitment is already there and you're already committed to becoming, you know, being the best person at that specific job. For example, for me, uh, you know, I'm very, very committed to business finance and knowing the numbers and knowing what's coming in and what's going out and understanding it. Um, I am not overly committed to, say, data entry. So those are two conflicting skills right? Those are two conflicting skills. I, I need to be able to be doing data entry in order to be proficient and be efficient when I'm putting my numbers into my spreadsheets for uh, being up to date on my numbers. So because I'm not passionate about the first stage, the data entry, that's a holdback for me actually being competent at the numbers. So I would rather outsource the data entry part to my people or plan to hire someone to take over that specific task because I know I'm a good decision maker when I have the right data set. I just don't want to put that data set together. Now, there are people who are very, very competent in putting numbers together and stuff like that. But for me, that's a general example of where I fall short and how I would outsource something like that to someone who is on my team or plan to hire someone in the future who can take that over. And this is the thing about competency. Competency moves at warp speed when the commitment is already there. Commitment can also be increased uh, when you're more competent at a task, but it does go slower, it does build slower than when you're already committed to a task. So delegating it to someone more competent or committed than you is always a better return on investment, hands down. So now that we understand competency versus commitment, one of the things that I would do is if I kept running into the situation where you know an employee was messing up and like let's say that you've given them given them some training, I would quickly just take stock of like the training process that we did complete with that employee and potentially look at doing what we call correctively coaching so I would go back to the drawing board I would teach them the skill again from scratch I would set them a, a task or an observation period for the next you know six to eight weeks or so. And at the end of that six to eight weeks, we're gonna address and see where we're actually at with that task and that skill and if it can be done correctly. Um, if it is a commitment issue, in fact, even if it's a, a competency or a commitment issue, that actually starts with a quick alignment, meeting. You see an issue that keeps coming up. You see an issue that is you know constantly arising in your business, which is holding you back. It's always best to tackle that head on and speak to that employee and say, just start with a simple question. Is this a commitment or a competency issue? And sit back and listen to the answer. Because people don't like to have their commitment questioned. And if they say competency, well, that's great. At least we can give them another round of training. We've identified that and we can move forward. If it's a commitment issue, we can address that also. We can say, hey, well, what's going on? Why don't you know why don't you like doing this task? Or you know, what's going on in your life that's not giving you, you know, feeling like you can be confident in doing this task? If you don't ask the question, you won't get an answer. So you need to ask, hey, is this a commitment or a competency issue? And you need to do that for yourself as well. When things are going wrong for you as a business owner, you need to ask yourself, is this a competency issue or a commitment issue? And asking yourself that can be a really hard question, but it needs to be done so that you know how to move forward. So when you next come into this situation, simple alignment meeting where you ask, is it a commitment or a competency issue? It's gonna be a game changer in getting to the root of the problem. And when you can diagnose the right problem, you can prescribe the right treatment. So you need to tackle these these issues head on. Um, but do me a favor, before, before the next time you say I'm surrounded by idiots, maybe just quickly take a look in the mirror to see if the lack of competency or the lack of commitment uh, is there and ask yourself, am I the idiot? In my own business. And I'm going to leave that there, guys, because that's coming up 30 minutes now. But I hope that this has helped change your mindset when it comes to identifying problems in your business and how to solve them. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode, please give me some feedback and let me know. I love to make engaging content for you guys and help you grow as leaders and grow as business owners and create big, awesome businesses that give back to your communities and to your families and give you a better quality of life. So, yeah, and uh, check out the show notes. We've got lots of great links in there, including some discounts to some of our new partners this year, uh, such as Jobber, Housecall Pro, uh, Intuit, uh, QuickBooks, stuff like that. Jump in there, have a look through the show notes, and if you want to leave a quick five stars on here for me, let me know I'm doing a good job here and helping you guys get skilled up. Uh, until the next time, peace. thanks so much for listening to the episode today guys just wanted to jump back on here real quick and let you know about a super cool uh, program that i've developed for 2024 specifically for smaller contractors so if you're a small contractor with maybe one or two employees and you're looking to up your game but you can't afford a one-on-one business coach then i'd like to invite you to join me for some webinars this year we have a few things going on for smaller contractors to help you get to a point where you can scale your business rapidly to a point where we could get you to one-on-one coaching. Um, however, if you're strapped for cash right now, you know maybe cash flow isn't perfect at the moment because of economic factors, or you're maybe just struggling to land the clients, then we wanna work with you guys. We wanna get you to that point where you can work with a coach one-on-one. And we wanna do that in a way that is, conscious of your time and conscious of your wallet so we're offering uh some coaching for you in a group setting for 250 dollars a month us it's straight up cost we're gonna do a bunch of different modules including sales we're gonna talk about getting more clients we're gonna talk about being profitable that's the number one you can probably already afford this you just don't know it yet. So we're going to do some profitability camps as well. And if you wanted to sign up to the Silver Program, which is what it's called, then get in contact with me in an email or you can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. There's 150 different ways to get in contact with me. Find my details in the show notes of today's show and let's start working with each other in 2024 to make 2024 your biggest and best year ever. I'll see you guys in the Silver Program. Thanks so much.